about Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know That was the great sounds of Watson with Outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven Myself Prestige with my partner in crime Long Island Raised Elm City Made E-Z Blues is in the building Easy Blues, you are better with introductions more than me. Who do we have with us today on Behind the Brand? Ladies and gentlemen, when you were growing up, there was always that one thing you could connect to, all right? The art of going to the comic book shop to escape all of the terrors of middle school, all of the hatred of high school. You had your sanctuary. It was the comic book shop. These stories helped grow you, helped define who you were, and helped give you something to relate to. It is the spark, that creative genius, that has been able to carry us through sometimes through these very struggles today, we now see a major, major market boom for comic ideas. But again, just like with music, just like with any other type of artistic format, when you get to the underground, that's where the real nugget of beauty is. And for that, I want you to put your hands together, not if you're driving. If you're driving, please keep your hands at 10 and two because we don't want any accidents. But mentally, you can put your hands together for the amazing art by Quentin, Quentin Thomas and his business manager, Brian. Thank you guys so much for being here. It is an honor and a privilege. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thank you. That, that was a heck of a promo there. <laughs> thank you. You wear the J.Y. promo. <laughs> <laughs> you know. He yeah. tries his best. It's organic. Um, it's what he does. I keep on telling him he should get paid for it for a little bit, but you know, we, he keeps on contemplating on that. But it's a back and forth thing. <laughs> but um, someone tell me how to sign up for Cameo. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> I'll hook you up later. I, 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 we're, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll have conversations. But you know, guys, how'd you guys collab and just make this great artwork for your fan base? Just uh, please tell me just a little bit about your story. Go right ahead. Well, um, <laughs> I guess just like story from like, I mean, I guess early as I can, well, tell them how you got started. How I got started. Yeah, go ahead. Bubbling through this already. It's going to be a great one. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, how I got started. I mean, just like, I'd say I kind of started, well, I like to say things. I started things in reverse. I started like a huge weeb. I was watching Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon as a kid. And then yeah. I was, you know, just like, when I was like, okay, I want to see if I can draw this. And just like, since I was like five or six years old and it just never ended basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I guess uh, fast forward to like, 2017 when I started, you know, doing mostly uh, art. I started like, I took a couple of breaks and I, and I jumped back in it, but then started heading conventions mm-hmm. and like the larger ones, like, you know, like New York Comic Con, et cetera, et cetera. Um, last year, um, which was a bit of a mess. I was doing it by myself. <laughs> and so uh, actually, Funny enough, like uh, New York Comic Con last year, right. uh, I had a table, you know, an artist alley. It was like in a really good spot. And then mm-hmm. this guy, this gentleman, Brian, uh, stopped by uh, and I met him. He bought a bunch of my prints, uh, got to know him. Pretty cool guy. And then the following month after that, it was November, Anime NYC, same story. He stopped by the booth, bought some things. We chatted a little bit more, became friends. Well, more friends and then just, um, okay. I don't know, just... Uh, asked him to help a couple of different conventions and then, you know, kind of like spiral from there. And then uh, fast forward to now, I mean, we're 
business partners, he's a you know, business manager, and things are getting a little bit more organized this year. Uh, do you want to say anything? Yeah, I mean, more or less, uh, for the most part, just how he said, I swore I wasn't going to spend money on art that day <laughs> and came down the uh, escalator into Artist Alley, which is a bad idea to do if you're not going to spend money on art. That is and, true. That is true. One of, yeah, one of the first things I saw was uh, his Boondocks, uh, My Hero Academia mashup, like staring yeah. me dead in the face, like real big and huge. Mm. <laughs> That's like a Reese's Peanut tough. Butter Cup. You know, you, you put my two favorite things together. <laughs> I got to go check it out. So I walked over, um, mm. you know, picked that up, some other stuff, and uh, just, you know, from there, followed each other on socials. Brought friends by at Anime NYC. They picked some stuff up, and then just just from keeping in contact, uh, you know, things went from there. Uh, I saw a position where I was home, not doing much, had had lost my regular nine to five lousy office job that I didn't want to be in, right? And trying to figure out where to go from there, and saw somebody that had great talent, but by his own admission was very disorganized and mm. didn't really have the people around him to help him get where he needed to be. Um, and that's kind of where I came in 30 plus almost years of marketing sales management, logistics experience that I never got to use for anything I cared about, you know, mm -hmm. only for products that they were all right, but they weren't my product and they weren't something that was in this nerd realm. And now I get to do something on a daily basis where even if we're going through rough times, we're going through rough times with something that is easy to get behind and is easy to be enthusiastic about, you know, and we're working for ourselves. There is no person that can turn around and say, Hey, you're out of here. You know, like it, it, we're not a number. We're our own number. And, you know, <laughs> I like that a lot. I really do. Our own yeah. <laughs> easy. Your fingers up. Go right ahead, brother. Yes, I already know what you're about to say. I absolutely love how organically you were able to, to, to say this, because this is something that we talk about on the show a lot and something that we really, truly focus on, especially with the creatives that come on the show and, and are establishing their brands creatively. Um, the organization and the business aspect of it and the marketing aspect of it is almost, if not a little bit more important than the contented. But when you can sit there and have a phenomenal product and something that you believe in with your full heart and soul, and you put that out there, and it's so difficult for us as creatives to do that because these are our children. Mm. You know, it's like, what child do you want to endorse more to go out into the world? I want them all to go live and be happy, <laughs> you know? Um, so it's so difficult to try to do that. That's why it's so important to have a phenomenal business mind and a marketing mind with you. And this partnership is honestly what I think a lot of people need to push forward towards, you know, cause we can get kind of flighty and all over the place as creatives. So thank you so much for actually giving a light into that. And what is it like in those business meetings like that you guys have where you're coming at it from a creative point of view and you're coming at it from a marketing point of view? Uh, can we leap into that a little bit? Yeah, sure. I mean, and, and just to touch on what you said, you're absolutely right, because a lot of people bought slap chops and uh, sham wows. And, you know, did anybody really need those things? <laughs> Not really, but they bought them. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, business meetings, I mean, our meetings are not formal by any stretch of the imagination. It's probably Quentin sitting on one couch and me sitting on another couch in my living room watching anime or something and saying like, hey, uh, all right, so this piece of art, what are we going to do with this? Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's put out hoodies. Let's put, you know, and it's uh, it's a back and forth process of just trying to get the designs right, figuring out how to market each thing, finding the right manufacturers for, for all the things that we want to put out because literally where he was at when we got together was he had his art prints and a majority of what was being sold were the art prints other than drop shipping, maybe some shirts off of third party sites. Mm. Uh, so since then we got together and we got a, uh, found us a, a better shirt manufacturer, somebody who charges a lot more, but he's putting out better product and we get to see it before it gets in everybody's hands. So they're not getting oh, wow, jumped. Okay. Um, and then now we've just started, we're putting out our first limited edition pin, uh, next month. We already started taking pre-orders on the website for that. Uh, we've got, uh, some other things in the works, uh, tote bags that we're in the process of, of getting the right designs on, uh, charms, keychains, things like that are coming. It's, it's just a process now of building up inventory and getting other stuff. So that if somebody comes to our booth, they're not like, oh, well, that's it's nice you have you know 13 by 19 art prints but i got nowhere to put these things i love your art but do you have it on anything else mm. so now it's all about spreading out and, and putting out more products we're, we're in that phase now i see that i see that i see that uh quentin how important is representation to you when it comes to your artwork? Because I see you do a lot of stuff just with the boondocks and just different other um, stories just reflecting uh, African-Americans, which I, which I really love about your artwork. It's, it's, it's really, really important. I mean, like sometimes when I like do like, well, I guess sometimes when I'm like doing stuff, sometimes that, that doesn't really like show, like if there's something like really popular, I'm like, okay, I really want to draw this, you know, like right. something like not. But like I'm planning on incorporating more of just like the representation of like a lot of different like cultures and just like skin tones into a bunch of like my future pieces. Uh, not just fan art. I do a bunch of original uh, stuff as well. Um, and I mean, just like re representation is. I mean, it's really important to me. That's why. I mean, that's why. Like eventually, I mean, because uh, I'm slowly teaching myself animation and a bunch of other things. And I mean, like there are a handful of just like black anime out there or just like well, black anime out there um but i mean like hopefully one day i'll make something with like a full cast of like people of color but um as for right now like with the art oh yeah I, it's really really important and especially um like i mean you'll get like little like you'll get a few things that kind of like put things in like perspective for you mm -hmm. like like the black panther film a few years back where like you would see how like all of, like the kids were like looking at the poster going, oh yeah, that's me, that's me, that's me. And it's just like, you know, you don't really get that that much. Also another perfect example is The Little Mermaid this yeah. year with uh, with like Halle Bailey. And like, I remember just like crying, looking at a bunch of just like reaction videos from like, you know, like parents recording their kids and how mm -hmm. they're just like emotional about like, oh, hey, she's, she's a, uh, she looks like me. She looks like me. I, I just, I just want that a lot more <laughs> going forward. Uh, so I mean, it's gonna be a lot more of me crying, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> we've had a, we've had a lot of touching moments at the booth. Oh yeah, I believe it. Kids that come up like uh, in in Chicago. Uh, I was there with my nephew running the booth. He was in Miami at that one, and it was a little girl in a Shinobu from uh, Demon Slayer cosplay, and he has a Shinobu piece with 
the regular Shinobu and he's mm -hmm. got it with her as a woman of color. Mm -hmm. And the little girl was walking by and she was a black Dominican. I'm, you know, I'm not sure which, but she was mm -hmm. darker skin. And she immediately, I said, Hey, take a look at this. I want to show you something. And I turned to the print and her eyes lit up. She put her hands over her fish. She came over oh, to the, the table and she's just looking at it. And she goes, daddy, it's me. It's me. <laughs> and like, he goes, yeah, you already know you can, you can have it, you know, and this and that. And he looks at me. <laughs> that was a good one, man. He was like, like, what else you got here? Cause I got to buy some other stuff now. So, <laughs> like, over the moon. And, and we've had that just with that piece right several times let alone his other stuff because he his original artwork some of it it's so uh it's just emo you could tell it there's emotion behind the mm -hmm. work it's more than just fan art there's, there's yeah. a lot more there to it you can, and when yeah. people see it they they get touched by it you know and it's it, it's a great thing to see because you don't get a lot of that at conventions you know i have a handful of like these original pieces that i'm doing with like these like women of color that like have like all these like different just like natural just like hairstyles and like the amount of time mm -hmm. during a convention i mean like normally the fan art stuff sells a lot you know like more because it's the stuff that people already recognize and stuff that they're familiar with and they you know love but then when they see like this they're like oh that looks like such and such that looks like somebody i know that's somebody i know they would love this <laughs> and like mm -hmm. so just ah uh, god i love getting that <laughs> yeah very good at, at anime nyc what he was touching on before when he said i brought when i came to the booth and i had brought my friend by it was yeah. Because when I first saw his art, mm -hmm. some of the pieces in there, and, and he can vouch for this, it looks like her, like wow. back, her hair, everything. And I was like, "You gotta come, come with me, come see this guy's stuff." And of course, <laughs> gravitated right towards that. She was like, "Oh yeah, I need this. I need this." Mm -hmm. And because I, I knew ahead of time, and it's like every other booth in there, you're not getting that. You're not getting that. No, nah. it's, it's totally different. He has such a variety of stuff from from the, the comic book stuff to the anime stuff to mm -hmm. the original works. Uh, I, I say to him long before we, we were in business together and, you know, I always told him, I said, look, I'm not blowing smoke at you just because I like your stuff. Seriously, like from being from the other side of going to these cons and shopping for art and, and mm -hmm. looking at stuff, he has absolutely the broadest spectrum of stuff in, in his catalog to the point where people come up and as they go through, they're like, wait, did you do all of this? And it's, it's not from a, wow, you don't look talented enough to do all of this. It's that there's so many, uh, I always say it's, he's like ODB from Wu-Tang. There's no father to your style, you know, because he's got <laughs> so many different, you know, it doesn't look like it's the same artist that did it. But yet, yes, he did all of that because he can do all those styles. <laughs> so, yeah, it's amazing. Brian, how much respect do you have uh, just for the business in general? Because you start off as a fan from the booth. Now you're seeing everything from another side. What's going on in your brain when it comes to this business now? Well, I mean, just from like my my dad was the reason I got into comics. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. so, uh, I miss him dearly. Uh, he was the one that, that got me my first comic book when I was six years old. Mm. And uh, or maybe younger than that, I don't even remember. But uh, <laughs> remember, it was like GI Joe number two or three or something. Like that. Oh wow! And, yeah, wow, way, way back. back. I'm old, man. I'm old. I'm 48. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I I was very much. Uh, I yeah. sold my whole collection. I was out of this whole thing. I went through a mm -hmm. a, a, a divorce, and I was kind of at home, just kind of bummed out all the time. And one of my good right. friends um invited me to go to new york comic-con in 2015 
mm-hmm. out of the blue. And I said, you know, you're not even that much into this stuff. He was like, you need to get out the house, come, you know. So we went and that reignited my entire passion for, for all of this. Like I was still into yeah. MA, I was into comics, all that stuff. But I was watching at home. I wasn't about going to cons. I wasn't about cosplaying or any of this stuff. <laughs> And I went and I had such a great time that one day, immediately midday, he looks at me and goes, next year, we're going all four days. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> yes, we are. And I've been going ever since. And it was through that. And, and that was the only con I went to, that and Anime NYC, because they're right there. We're in Jersey. Yeah. And because I went to that and met this guy, it turned into this whole other thing. And I mean, like, I... I had opportunities before to work for the business. I got offered uh, a job to be an artist uh, and writer for Extreme Studios back in the day. Robin oh, wow. okay. brand with, with uh, yeah, and I and I didn't because it meant relocating at the age of 21 to Anaheim, oh. California. Uh. My girlfriend threatened to split up with me at the time. That probably would have been a good thing. I should have. <laughs> um, and also, my dad was was quite ill, so really the, the major decision was. I didn't want to leave with him in that shape. So I did, I passed on it mm-hmm. um, and kind of regretted it ever since because my whole thing was I wanted to get my foot in the door to get my friends in. I got and, you. Because they were way better artists than me. I was a good writer, I was a good colorist, but I'm not, I wasn't the greatest at art. And I wanted to get in there and bring them in as artists. Uh, and not having that happen, I really thought that that was it. Like I kind of stopped drawing. I stopped writing. I had closed the book on that. I thought like, well, I, you don't get many opportunities like that. And I squandered it. Um, so being back here, being at this level uh, where we're doing this and there's another brand that hopefully we're launching uh, come end of the year once the trademark comes in, that's going to encompass his art and so much more. And a major focus of it is going to be taking uh, creators that are marginalized, whether it be uh, minorities, LGBT community, uh, other independent writers and artists that are people that are out there that are trying to get the word out about their stuff and giving them a bigger platform to reach more people. Um, because while I might not be able to, with nerve damage and things, draw the way I used to or even do some of the things I used to, mm-hmm. I want to make sure other people can get up to that level and and be in front of people and have their stuff out there um i still create a lot of stuff i help design a lot of our shirts and stuff like that with this guy but like i know what my limitations are right but to be able to be part of the business and this immersed in it and see all these different conventions and meet some of the people that i've met in the past few months has just been uh surreal yeah it's 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 weird i told him one time i forget what con we were at I think it might have been in DC at Awesome Con where I was walking around and as I was walking, something, it just kind of hit me where I'm like, all right, this is what I'm doing now on a regular basis. And I got a little emotional and teared up where I was like, I never thought I'd go to a couple of these things in a year, let, let alone be at one every week and meeting, <laughs> being surrounded by people that love this same stuff. When, you know, when you grew up my age, you got bullied for liking this stuff, you know, yeah. you got, yeah, you, know, I you, back, you are so right. You are so right. You Dude, oh now it's God, nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now it's like if you didn't see the new Marvel movie, you get clown. Exactly. Like, oh, you read comic books? We're beating you up at recess. You know, it's, it's a whole 180 now. You know, it's, it's totally different. It's like the person who bullies you for liking like anime and manga is now like 900 chapters in yeah. to like One Piece. And it's just like, what? Yeah, where'd this happen? Oh, I get that. Right. 
can I beat you up now to get you back? Is that fair? Like, how does this work? <laughs> and you can't even beat them like in trivia anymore either because they're just as good now as, as, as you are. You're like, yep. yeah, well, I know this. And, and he was wearing an, a, a yellow hat for, during, during this episode. He's like, yeah, but he was also wearing the white scarf too. You're like, you son of a gun. Yeah. <laughs> like, how but, dare you? <laughs> yeah, word. How dare you be good at this now? This was my thing. This mm-hmm. was my, you had football. you know but that's the thing that that i love about your story in particular brian is you know you you talk about you know you you were in it for for a little while when you kind of needed it type of thing that giving tree type of aspect right and then you sold off your your because real life got in the way and you know you sold off um your collection and then when you needed it again you know it was no longer that tree that provided you the shade it became the stump that you got to sit on um, and I think that is one of the most beautiful things about cons and con culture is these are places where you are just surrounded by unconditional support and love, you know, no matter. And look, I've been to a couple of cons where there's weird things that happen, um, but we don't talk about those weird things ever. We sign the NDA and we go about our day. Um, you, you know what I mean? But, you know, there's also just no matter what, you know, no matter whether you spent five thousand dollars on your your cosplay costume and it's like a full automated and you can transform as optimus prime or you know you're rocking just the beat up jeans that your uncle had and you've become this other character there's so much love for you as a human being as you living in this creative spirit um do you think that's kind of how this new explosion has has happened and why it is so in the forefront of pop culture now at forefront of pop culture on WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island raised, Elm City made, EZ Blues is in the building. We got the great people from Art uh, Art by Quentin, if I can barely speak right here, I'm behind the brand. Brian, go ahead with the answer if you can barely think, because I totally just stopped that whole trend. No, no, <laughs> all good, Give man. Time to think. Um, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I think a lot of this was... you know let's be real it was the mcu movies the mcu movies uh, between that and things like perfect storm of something like walking dead becoming the phenomenon that it was Mm -hmm. and those are like the gateway drugs you know and then just all the parents from my generation that were you know getting fan sub bootlegs of whether it be dragon ball or whatever it was that they were picking up, because that's what I literally had to do. I had to buy anime. I had the whole Roni Kenshin, the whole thing on VHS from a place in New York City Ooh. called Games and James that used to be around off of Broadway years ago. And it was they were fan subs on VHS. And if you're somebody like me, um, I don't have kids, but all my friends that have kids that were these otaku growing up and showed it to their kids, those kids are the ones that are driving all of this now. Like you go to a convention, it's all these 20 year olds, uh, teenagers and stuff. And then you see them passing it down to the the kids. And it's just, it's becoming stronger and stronger and stronger and to where it's such a mainstream thing now where you've got movies like the Jujutsu Kaisen movie, the Demon Slayer movie, the Dragon Ball movie, doing numbers at the box office over here, Never mind what they're doing (laughs) in Japan. But over here, they're, they're, doing way better than movies with A-list actors in them because the geek culture stuff is just taking over now because 
perfect storm of all the stuff I mentioned and then people absolutely desperately needing an escape from reality because I don't think things, you know, not to be a downer, but things in the world between the climate, uh, stuff like the orange haired guy that was in office and uh, a bunch of other things going on uh, <laughs> have just made such a grim, real reality picture out there that people need these escapes. Yeah. And what better way to escape than to get lost in a, you know, a thousand episode anime or a, a show that has eight seasons that you can stream that, you know, is about something uh, sadder like zombies to make you feel better about your own life position. <laughs> I, I was going to say, everyone, everyone gets to escape except for Attack on Titan fans. <laughs> season. You get thrown into real world situations, like real world problems there. And it's like, oh, God. <laughs> Every episode is devastating. This is like real life. Cool. <laughs> Quentin, um, it, this comes to mind. With all this amazing artwork that you display to your audience, um, where do these ideas come from? Do you just come off the cuff? Would you just pick up a pen and they just like just appear? Or you have writer's block when it comes to this? Tell me about the process when it makes when you combine all these worlds into one when it comes to your uh, the work that you do. Well, whatever and like, like the answer I'm going to give you is just yeah. like, let's throw in like a healthy dose of procrastination and whatever I give you. <laughs> but um, nah. I, I guess, I guess um, where like ideas come from, I mean, like, everywhere like it's just yeah, so like, it, 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 it's so weird like they're like i guess like it like comes and goes in waves to like times where i'm just like relentlessly creative where like i can like pull ideas from just like a random conversation that someone has or just like pull ideas from just like a little like image that i would see online and i see something like way in the back i'm like oh that's cool let me expand on that or just like i don't know just like like watch a bunch of anime watch a bunch of just like i mean like com like watch a bunch of um comic book shows and starting to read some comics i'm very much with the ADHD, so, <laughs> so I am as we all as we all, as all of us. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, like, like ideas are just like constant. Like, just like I'll be like uh, browsing images and I'll see something like a crossover or something. I'm like, oh, it'd be cool if I cross over that with something else. And like, oh, okay, and then I'll get like the wheels turning, and mm -hmm. that's the reason why I have like 300 plus work in progress pieces right now. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, like, the ideas come from everywhere. I mean, I just it. like, especially just like with the whole um, diversity thing, you know, I'll see something, I'm like, okay, I like, I'll have an idea for like, you know, I'll, well, I'm, I'm stumbling over words now. No. I'll see something, I'm like, okay, cool, it'll be, it'll, it'll be cool if someone did like, you know, like a version of that that like, you know, like represents like other, you know, just like cultures. And then like, what I'll do is I'll just like Google that to see if somebody's done it and if they've done it i'll do something like different or like if like like with the boondocks my hero academia thing uh, i remember mm -hmm. i was watching like well an episode of boondocks and i switched over to an episode of just like my hero academia because for some reason i thought <laughs> i just wanted to watch one and then the other and i was like ooh, i don't think i've seen a mashup of this and i just googled some stuff and i was like that seems like it'd be obvious, but okay, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> and so just, I started with one character and the internet just screamed at me and saw, did like, I don't know, 10. <laughs> but yeah, ideas come from everywhere. I can't really turn it off. Sometimes I wish I can, but can't. Have fans ever just uh, sparked some uh, light and just giving you just any like content to create? Have you get oh. suggestions from some of your, you know, oh. people who love you? 
that is that is a constant. Awesome. <laughs> like just every convention, I have like a list. Someone will say something, oh, it'd be cool if we did that. And I'm like, hmm, hmm, hold up. And I'll just get my books out of place. I'm like, oh my God, that was a great idea. <laughs> there, there's time where like sometimes it's just from stuff that happens at conventions too. Like we yeah. uh, don't have it here. I should probably have one to hold up, but uh, we uh. we were we were in um uh we were in DC. And it was a, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the show Invincible, but. Um, <laughs> yes, 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 very, very familiar. There was, there was an Omni-Man cosplayer that was, God, he's the guy's about six foot eight. <laughs> <laughs> you can't miss this guy. He was massive. Yeah. And he walks by and we kind of have like a little mm. pot thing where like if we see this one person at a convention that just like blows us away where if we have a, uh, an art, piece of art that is their cosplay or whatever, maybe we'll, we'll give them a free print. And this guy walked by and I was like, Quinn, this guy. And he was like, yeah, yeah. And we ran him down with him the print <laughs> and we took pictures. And then I, I got back to the booth and I started throwing it up on Instagram. And as I was putting it up on Instagram, I just hashtagged straight out of Viltrum because that's the planet, you know, that Omni-Man's from in the show. Yeah, and I looked at it and I go, hold on a second. I just had a really good T-shirt idea. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I showed him and he was like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, write that down, write that down. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I got it. So then we not only did that, we did the one design, and then we, we both had like different slight ideas in mind. I was like, let's do both of them. So we did both. And the one, we did it as a limited edition where it's in black and white, and it almost looks like he's coming, like the satellite is seeing him, and it's like the last thing you see before, you know, mm-hmm. kaput. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then on the back, it's got it like the band, like a tour, mm-hmm. like straight out of Viltrum tour summer 2022 and it's got featuring the tracks and it's got all the terrible things that he says on the show that are like, you know, one-liners that people, and, you know, I told him, I said, I got this idea. I said, I think this is going to take off, but we'll just put it on the one shirt. Cause I don't know how people are going to go for the, you know, some people don't like writing on the back for a black and white shirt. The response that we've gotten to this thing is ridiculous. When people come up to the table and start reading the stuff, they're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's hilarious. And it's just it was all from this guy walking by, you know, and it just that one that thing popped in my head for whatever reason. And then now we got a product and and that happens more often than you would think it happens more quick. It happens more times than he Mm -hmm. can get stuff drawn because that process takes that process takes a while and if if, if we could right. just put thought to paper forget about it <laughs> oh my god be done so much stuff in the pipeline it's crazy <laughs> I, I believe it easy your fingers up go ahead brother well no I, I, again i i love uh first of all the other project that you we can't talk about yet because the trademarks haven't come through but yeah. you know uh, <laughs> that you want to highlight you know marginalized um artists and marginalized communities um, but that also brings, you know, with all this new light we have to, you know, uh, geek culture and, and all the, this praise and stuff, we also breathe in this incredible toxicity. Um, and how do you guys, uh, especially an artist who challenges the norm, you know, how do you guys navigate that, that toxic fandom? Um, and, you know, look, I've, I've yelled at about 19 to 35,000 uh, people on TikTok, you know, crying that the little mermaid is now being represented properly um and, you know so how do you do that and especially you know me being me it's a little bit easier for someone like me to not navigate that aspect and how do you do it how do we 
Well, I mean, it's funny that you said that. And the, I'll put it this way. I'll let the cat out of the bag a little bit for you guys on this interview. Because right. uh, the Instagram account is up. So, and I, I'm going to start posting from it. But the the whole, it took me a long time to find a name for this thing. Because the, the name that I used, and it's a group that's on Facebook right now called the Geek Hub. Because originally that's what it was. It was to bring all people together of different walks of life that are into this nerd stuff. Yeah. And uh, that name was out there and used by a lot of tech support places, apparently. So I, I ditched that. <laughs> and I was trying to find something else. It was very funny what you just said about the toxicity. Mm-hmm. And the name of the brand that I'm actually putting out actually speaks directly to that. It's actually called Non-Toxic Nerd Culture. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea is to keep all that junk, all the racism, homophobia, uh, you know, bad identity politics and, and things like uh, harassment, mm. which a lot of cosplayers get, things like that. All the time, yeah. Mm. You know, uh, any type of sexism, keep all that stuff out. Like, if the, it's going to be an all-inclusive community for people who want to be all-inclusive towards other people. If you're going to sit there and be up in arms about who got cast for The Little Mermaid, or pick on a cosplayer and say that they shouldn't be cosplaying something because of their weight or what ethnicity they are, things like that. This brand and this group is not for you. It is for the people who want to discuss this stuff and have a community where they feel accepted and loved by everybody else and are able to talk in a mostly spoiler-free environment about all the shows, all the comics, all the anime, all the things that they love and, and feel accepted. And th- that's uh, in addition to boosting up other creatives that are in this space. Um, that's what that brand is going to be all about. It- it's going to be about creating a safe space uh, for people that want to discuss all these things in-, in a place where they feel welcome to do so. And um... Well, that's definitely going to be a thing that's going to happen. Uh, as for like, just like right now and how like navigating just like mm-hmm. with, well, at least like for myself personally, because I mean, I am a member of the LGBTQIA community. So uh, Alphabet Mafia, although I'm not really as presenting, but like mm-hmm. uh, also, I mean, I don't know if you can tell by the shade of my skin, I am a black man, a black man, if yes. you will. That's a fact. I don't know. Legend says I'm a black man. I don't know. <laughs> but um but also just like, I mean, like, I guess I'm in like a, I guess because like a lot of, I mean, there's, there's definitely, you know, like those comments that like show up on the feed, you know, yeah. like from like toxic people who just like, he's like, oh yeah, this person isn't black or this isn't supposed to be black. I mean, like, I guess like the way to, it, it affects everyone differently. And to be honest, like when I was first starting to do art, when I was like kind of like shy about getting like criticism about anything or like even putting myself out there, you know, I get those and they hit me hard and I'd just sit there and be like, why would this person do this? As opposed to now, from like some years in, a little more seasoned, if you will. Um, like, I mean, like me with my cynical sense of humor, I don't even know where that sense of humor came from. I'm just like, oh, okay. So, well, I, actually a good example there was, uh, I think it was on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. which weirdly enough, I occasionally still post the, like just like the image or two on Tumblr. I forget that it's still around sometimes, but just like, I remember I posted the Sora, uh, Sora and well, see, the Kingdom Hearts uh, Boondocks crossover. It was like with Sora with the Keyblade. That's what I got. Oh, sorry. Uh, That's what I got. 
That's the one Dude, I got. The sore one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you bought more after my relay. Yeah, that's why I have. Continue. Did it be yeah, remember like the first comment underneath that what was I want to get like a, quite a few likes and the first comment that yeah. was underneath that, like Sora's not black and I was like oh that's cute so, so you decided to just type that I mean instead of doing what <laughs> just, I mean just like a lot of the people who are doing this just like I mean like are like pissed off something about them their own lives trying to make somebody like feel bad or just like have nothing to do and I'm just like I right, do cool what <laughs> <laughs> so just, that's the way i come at it like just like now or i'll come up with something just like stupid or just like witty or whatever and just like go about my day but just like i mean like like i said i mean like a like i'm not really the norm i don't think because i know there are some things or like people just like like if i were like a um like female presenting of any kind like if i was like a, like a um woman or any kind like just like sometimes they can get like it way worse like someone could just like not only put a comment but they could just like go way in on like a bunch of like things just like completely like harass 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 just like just like day in and day out so i mean like i guess i count myself lucky that i only get like the you know like the occasional comment here or there but like mm-hmm. i mean it, it hits everybody differently right what hit me differently um you were the first artist to get paid by adult swim well, okay, so it was weird because like my mental health was not great that year. 2020 okay. was rough. In which I was the first person they paid to um actually share a piece of like artwork on uh social media. Well, like at least that's the, that's what they tell me. I hope okay. that's the case. I mean, you know these companies that sometimes they can just like they tell you something to kind of make you feel good. Oh, uh, good it's like a smaller pitch. person, but, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like, I think it was like, yeah, it was like a few hundred dollars. They had just like, they uh, had me sign some things and they said I could still like sell it because I was like, okay, good. I wasn't going to stop. <laughs> 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 but like, but, like, yeah, they like, it, was, like it, it paid me a couple hundred dollars and they shared it like everywhere, like on their social media. It was like Adult Swim, just like their, um, their like Twitter, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. And actually that's what made me have, that post is what made me have to, actually use twitter i was like ah, okay so you're gonna make me have to do this right <laughs> they got like two hundred something like thousand likes let me just jump on this <laughs> got to. you got oh uh, yeah but like yeah it was it, it, it was definitely a surreal situation i mean like sometimes the way i talk about things it can make it sound like i wasn't really that excited about it but just like it, it was it was big and it was i mean i don't kind of like jump started a bunch of other things like just like other places started to notice me i started getting a bunch of conventions and stuff like the year after but yeah it's been a, that was wild <laughs> it's funny how all this hard work takes you to all these opportunities am i right yeah it, it, and it's like even with the like adult swim situation there were like some things but like i said like just like i like i told them like mental health was not great so there were, right. i mean it, it could have definitely been more it was almost like a mm-hmm dream come true situation but like I, I had to realize like my mental health was not great that year but okay, yeah. with the pandemic with the black Lives matter movement and everything like that oh, I was yeah definitely like completely yeah but like i mean like and so like i'm the kind of person who's just like i mean like i guess i'm like, like once again just like sometimes i don't even sound like it but i'm just kind of like not hopelessly optimistic but just like you know just mm-hmm. because one thing kind of doesn't really go a certain way it doesn't mean like there's always different opportunities out there. And so like, I'm always like hopeful and just like, you know, just there are a lot of things around the corner uh, as long as you just like, I mean, 
have that mindset <laughs> that's just like uh i don't know it's just like it's, it's just it's just strange <laughs> but um i think one thing we can all agree with within this interview is i think you improved a lot of your fans mental health when they see your artwork when they see that representation of them like the story that brian said of that girl crying when they saw that art piece and everything like you helped her feel better about herself mentally i think that's the true reward for you yeah i i like that's one of the things i mean like money's great money's necessary yeah of course that, absolutely we gotta that eat. like hits me like a whole nother way <laughs> and i'm just like ooh, okay so i'm out here not doing it just for myself <laughs> so, yeah so it's well let's just say now we're out here not doing it just for ourselves right. um and oh god i love it <laughs> what there, character there was, a, there was a little girl that spent her all the money that she i don't know if it was her allowance or her con money or what it was she spent everything she had at our booth this past weekend uh, like oh, the, the whole man. family dad was into the stuff too whatever but the little girl was so enthusiastic like actually yeah. if you go on the, the art by quentin instagram i made a post just about them because literally after the third time they were at the table where she came back third like, time my money i'll spend it where i want to spend it and she was like you know <laughs> buying more and more stuff and after they left i took a picture of them in front of the booth and then i told this guy i said i, I gotta somebody's cutting onions i'm gonna go take a walk <laughs> and i'll be back because yeah. it was like it, it I had a moment where mm -hmm. I wish I had kids to share that love, like the way dad did with them. Right. And just the, that girl's enthusiasm for his art. Like, I mean, as she was turning pages, she was jumping up and down and like pointing at stuff like, Oh my God, this Bulbasaur. Oh my gosh, this uh, <laughs> going nuts. And it's like, we can be sitting there having a terrible convention where we're not really making a lot of money. Right. Uh, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stress, what have you. And somebody like that comes over to the booth and it makes you feel a lot better, at least about your day. It changes yeah, the whole vibe. Just, it picks us up when we're we're exhausted after our second energy drink or a cup mm -hmm. of coffee and just fading. So mm -hmm. it means a lot. Yeah, those conversations will definitely just replenish every electrolyte. Yeah. <laughs> I would have just like, just, just like put them all, I'm just like, okay, I'm energized now, we could do, we can finish up the convention. <laughs> I'm energized too on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, with my partner in crime, Long Island Raised, Elm City Made, EZ Blues, is in the building. This is behind the brand. Quentin, what characters have you not touched with the pen? Okay. That's a dangerous question because there are so many. <laughs> oh my. Oh no. so what many characters do you want to touch with the pen? That's the, that, that's okay, the that's so... number one. Things that I've been, the things that like I've been having to turn in my black card for not having. <laughs> it's just like I have I have uh, a couple of Miles Morales pieces just like oh, that I have. Oh, nice! I, I, have, I have nothing at the booth, and you should see like just like my face. And so I was like, "Oh, do you have anything Miles Morales?" And I'm just like, "All right." So <laughs> let me tell you what's coming. What happened was <laughs> it's like. It's like that and uh, Black Panther pieces. I mean, like I have like oh, the really? Nakoye, but because like I, like just like I tell you, I have like three hundred something pieces that I'm working in progress for Black Panther pieces. But just like there's so many things coming out all the time, trying yeah. to touch it all. And it's just like I usually like to like keep things to. Um, I know there are a bunch of artists who just kind of draw things because they know are popular. I like drawing things that like are like will 
popular as well, but also something that I've seen because not only just like when like uh, do you get like the prints when you come up to the uh, booth, but you get a little bit of a conversation also. I like talk like I know that like everyone likes talking about things they like. I like talking about things I like too. And so mm -hmm. sometimes that can even work to my like detriment where like I'm at a booth trying to sell things and I'll forget I'm like selling something. I'm like, oh crap, I had a 20 minute conversation about how I need to get caught up on bleach. <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't know, just, there are, God, way too many, I believe way it. too many characters that haven't touched with a pen. A shameful amount of characters that haven't touched with a pen, but I mean, hopefully that's gonna change. So. <laughs> Easy, fingers up. Go ahead, buddy. Well, see, now I want to ask the reverse of that question. Is there any character out there you won't touch because you feel like it's just untouchable? Like, I will never cover a Queen song because Freddie Mercury is just there and I will never be there. Is this the same type of character? Um, I mean, not the, I mean, I'm not, gonna, I'm not saying there isn't. I mean, I, I just like off the top of my head. I don't really like know off the top of my head. I mean, like hell. I mean, <laughs> I drew his soca. the place. I, I drew his soca from uh, from Hunter Hunter. If I could draw that like 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 that ridiculous of a character, I mean, like I don't see how there's anything I wouldn't be able to touch as long as I'm familiar with it. But I mean, hey, there's a lot there's a lot out there that I don't know, and I can't really say I <laughs> I can't really say anything definitively. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> my safe answer to that <laughs> that was a very good answer it checked all the boxes necessary we thank you for playing celebrity jeopardy <laughs> um have you ever even had the idea of thinking about graffiti you know because graffiti is a great art form like like a canvas like on like a city building like has, is that like part of a plan of foreseeable futures you're doing all this like great artwork and shown in chicago and all these like big cities for like different conventions and stuff like that have you ever thought of just expanding your brand and just like putting on like a wall piece or something like something monumental is that like the top goal go ahead actually actually i i'm already kind of well okay Graffiti is something <laughs> I delved in like heavily, just like after just yeah. like high school. I mean, like, like not so much like done, but just like I was like really mm -hmm. interested in it. Like, I have no constraints when it comes to like anything. Like, I started like just like the like whole like fan art, digital fan art that started in 2017 when I got my first iPad and I could draw things like digitally. And yeah. I had the um wonderful addition of the back button, so I won't really just like be messing things up. But like, I, I, I mean, like. It, it, it's kind of coming like a weird circle where like I started off drawing like, like animated things and like nerdy things. And then as like my art evolved, you know, like I do oil painting, watercolor, just like I have, yeah. I've had stuff in galleries and just, mm -hmm. so just like, uh, I still do have a bunch of those. In fact, I have a bunch of large canvases that I need to paint on eventually. <laughs> but um, and now like I'm making, you know, money doing like just like fan art and Dragon Ball Z again. So it just mm -hmm. went, I mean, I guess I guess it, a little bit had to do with the fact that you know, as everyone doesn't like in high school, like art classes when like the art teachers like, oh, anime is not art, and I'm just like, well, oh. I mean, mm, sorry to tell you, it is. <laughs> but um, I don't know, just like, like it's like like um, I did do one yeah. mural in uh, my hometown of Peoria, Illinois, okay. although I'm not excited about it now you know when you like get a little bit older you see your old stuff and you're just like ooh, 
that looks trash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, and so I mean, like, I definitely see myself like in the future, like doing like one or two murals. Like, just like I love the idea of having something on like a big building, <laughs> just like just like you know, just stop by and like just like painted that huge thing on a building, or just like I don't know. Was, I, I have a lot of stuff that I like, a lot of different like types of art that I like and like to do, and I don't know. <laughs> Besides- Besides the anime and the great TV shows and the cartoons that you love and that you put out to the fans, um, what other artists that you see at different conventions had that have inspired you to be a better worker, a better performer when it comes to your artwork? There are. My answers are kind of bad because they're kind of like really general because uh, okay. a, lot of the, a lot of the conventions are blended together and I'm All seeing right. so much stuff that I love. Because like, that's why I kind of, sometimes I don't want to walk around at a convention because I just like, I know I'm going to get ideas when I walk around. Like, I <laughs> do this and like, like, like I'll like want to try someone else's style out. Because like, I, I love trying out different things to see what I like or like trying, or like mixing like different styles, like in with my own, just like, God, I know, um, what was it? Iron Pinky's a big inspiration for me. Um, just like in like the complicated stuff that he does with his digital art. Um, God, who else? Because I know I have a bunch of I don't know a bunch of conversations with Brian about it. Did you do you remember off the top of your head anybody that like stood out? Uh, oh, what was it Quirkalicious? Uh, I think his name is Drake, but yeah, his Drake. his his artist name is Quirkalicious. Uh, like to the point where like because we're going around to so many conventions, all these people are starting to become like coworkers, which is very interesting. I did not see that coming at all. Right. But um, yeah, just, I, I mean. Those are the two names that come off the top of my head. Um, as for like inspiration for like, you know, like future artwork and stuff like that, but the list is literally endless. And I'm really bad with these questions because <laughs> I have so many in my head. All, that's not a bad answer though. That's not a bad answer. You're honest. It, that, that's what we want is his honesty. He's easy's absolutely right. Go ahead, brother. Oh, okay, but I'll pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was passing the ball to you. Then we oh, wait. Well, no, no, because then, okay. then I got it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Shake and jive, shake and jive. It's fine. It wasn't so much of a mispass. It was behind the back. No one saw it coming. It's fine. You know, no, that's that's the, the most beautiful thing about it is there is this incredible, and like even you guys, like in the frame together, there's this incredible energy between the two of you. There is this, this, uh, like so much respect and like you both do compliment the other side of the, of that coin. And I love where you guys are going with, you know, first of all, what you're doing with the you know, art by Quentin, but also stepping up into, into this new aspect, you know, as you continue to grow and as you continue to push, you know, what is that, that advice for, for that, that kid sitting in the back of math class right now, bored out of his skull because he doesn't care about X, nor does he care about Y and he doesn't understand how it equals C you know, but he wants to draw or she wants to draw or they are looking to draw right now. You know, um, one of my favorite um, writers, directors in the world is Kevin Smith, you know, and he has stated a million times, a million love letters to the creative. The only thing that is original is your point of view, you know, so what advice do you have for that next generation? You know, that kid sitting in the back of the classroom thinking about it. Do you want to go first? Um, I mean, just from what I went through, I would say, uh, you know, if you hit a bump in the road or you get an opportunity, 
and, and the opportunity doesn't fit uh, in your own, and don't let what be your parents, your friends, mm-hmm. uh, whomever, uh, don't let them discourage you from continuing down that road. If you have ideas in your head and you have things you want to draw or things you want to write, um, and you like it enough that you want to see it come to fruition, you need to stick with it. Don't, don't let anybody, uh, you know, put you down because like you said about like what Kevin Smith said, you know, it's, uh, art and things that, you know, like any type of creative stuff, it's always needed. Uh, it's an escape for reality for so many other people and all these big things you see in, in Hollywood. Now, a lot of these, you know, the movies, a lot of it's driven by these comic book movies and these fantasy movies and everything. And those started from an idea from somebody somewhere. And who's to say that that next big idea isn't yours is uh, somebody might see that idea and they might want to make it something much, much bigger. So uh, if you've got dreams, uh, definitely stick with them and, and, and don't let them get diverted from one bad, uh, bad experience or, uh, or the wrong person standing in your way or telling you that you're never going to be anything because they don't know. True. Well, well, we all have dreams and I, I honestly wish my, my dream for right now is that we had another four hours to continue this, but right now the <laughs> Apollo curtain is starting to be pulled on us. The producers are throwing the red flag. I'm about to get hit in the face <laughs> with a flare. If we, if, if we don't, wrap it up we want to give you guys the last couple of seconds just so uh, people can get in touch with you how can they find you what are your social medias please don't give out your telephone number on this thing unless you really want it to happen oh, you sure? all the you. But my social <laughs> yeah so, yes your social security number also um there's a million dollar check from the prince of nigeria i just need a thousand dollars in gift card uh from walmart so if we can make that happen <laughs> Well, yeah, you can hit us on uh, Art by Quentin on Instagram, also on Twitter. Uh, we got to get a little more active on Twitter, but yeah. and also uh, my accounts are uh, the that's T H E Chase Danger C H A S E D A N G E R on uh, pretty much everything TikTok, uh, which he talked me into doing uh, Instagram <laughs> and Twitter, and then of course uh, we are launching. Uh, non-toxic nerd culture and that's that account is already up on instagram mm, hopefully uh soon it'll have a bunch of posts on it mm. they uh they tried twitter i mean instagram for whatever reason tried to shut it down when i first put it up like it was wow. a fake account when i didn't even post anything yet i don't understand <laughs> why but it's up now and uh we're gonna start posting from there as well and then of course the website uh our, our web store is uh, a link tree site so it's l-i-n-k-t-r dot ee forward slash art by quentin and you can get all his stuff up on that site right now and uh, you can dm us if you want to be on the mailing list for any of our new drops we do pre-orders for our t-shirts hoodies coming out uh limited collectors pin list we do send you coupons we do little puzzles and contests in those emails and we don't send a bunch of spam we got a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of stuff. Awesome. Great to hear. Guys, thank you so I much for being part uh, of the show. Oh, yeah, go that, ahead. what Brian said. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Woo! I apologize. <laughs> but 
we got to wrap it up. I'm very sorry. Thank you guys for being a part of the program. We really do appreciate you. Quentin, Brian, this has been Behind the Brand, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Raised, Elm City Made, EZ Blues on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, New Haven. Trying to figure out what it's all about Excellentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know